I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Jen. They had a precipitous labor. Let's talk about it. I got um, questions. I wanted to actually. I'm, I was going to give this to you and Kyla. Someone gave oh. this to us. I can't remember who gave it to us. Because um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the education part of when you're kind of having your first kid yeah. and how it's not great usually. Um, <laughs> He's going and, through it right yeah, now. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I'll be interested to hear if it's any better than it was like seven years ago. But um, someone gave us this and it's super out of date. It's like probably from the 90s. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. You got, but you got to like, like look at these friggin' like jumpsuits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you go through and you see like the car seats and like, yeah, but. So the, the book is the Canadian Medical Association Complete Book of Mother and Baby Care. It, there's something about this. It reminds me of like a Sears catalog. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very Sears catalog-esque. Uh, it's great. So a little yes. bit, uh, some of it's out of date, like kind of like, you know, they used to oh, start oh, solid feeding at like four months and it's six months now. But just as a general, like, oh, I never even thought of that. Like how totally. to dress the baby, how to bathe the baby, like wow. just stuff that people don't even think to tell yeah. you. Yeah. I was, re- uh, I'm, I'm reading a book right now that's like all about um, data, like uh, data-driven decisions on like, you know, things that are... <laughs> Things that, things that would come no up. No like, kidding, eh? Really? Yeah, because that's objectively the best. <laughs> Is way it called decisions. the pragmatic father? <laughs> uh, no, it's called pragmatic uh, daddy. It's called uh, crib sheet. Crib. It's crib called sheet. crib sheet. Yeah, actually, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sounds like it's all about the numbers. It is about. It is all about the numbers, which tell a very clear story. Well, and you know what's uh, funny is in my other job, I do that yeah, about the yeah, work environment yeah, and companies. But yeah. it's just so funny to hear a person be like, "Oh yes, data, data driven decision making." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, evidence based. It's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. What you hey, do, if you haven't really pieced like... it together, uh, folks, today we're going to be talking to Jen about about birth. Um, but so, uh, we're going to be talking about birth in a, in a, in a, in a way, uh, specifically about a, a type of birth that we haven't touched on on the show before. And I'm not going to lie when I read, um, when I read about what we're talking about today, it gave me a little bit of like, so I already have like a hard time with birth stuff yeah. anyway, but then I read, I read about, um, uh, is it precipitous labor? Yeah. When I read about precipitous labor, it gave me. Not only the the feelings that I get when I have a hard time talking about birth anyway, but it also then gave me like legit anxiety. Mm-hmm. Really? You exp- yeah. Did it make your willy feel feel a little silly? <laughs> no, it made my. It, you know that feeling when you can't clench your fists? Yeah, because yeah. you just oh, you're feel weak. like weak. weak. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's that. It's and fascinating. It is fascinating that that happens, and mm-hmm. precipitous birth is fascinating. Jen, can you give us a rundown on what that means? Um, precipitous labor. Yeah. It's basically just, I think there's a technical definition that it's labor under two hours. 
Um, but basically it just means uh, you have your baby real fast. Like, like real like, fast. It can be really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Really fast. Because yeah. you, you don't, I, I feel like in every, in almost every instance of, of, of like, um, birth being on the chat on the more challenging end. It's like you hear, Oh, I was in birth for 24 hours. Yeah. You're like, Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, precipitous labor sounds like, uh, like to me when you say it happened really fast, I'm like, Oh, sound a plus that's great. Yeah. It went and super yeah, fast. A lot of people think that. <laughs> So, so why, why? Yeah, why? Is it? <laughs> it might be a little too fast. Because, yeah. so, like, I might say to Kyla before she goes to give birth, I might say, "Good luck. I hope it goes as quickly as possible." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, like, like "I want to change yeah. that word." Like when I, yeah. like when I have like a really big mug of coffee in the morning, I feel like I'm about to have a precipitous. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's bowel very movement, precipitous bowel very experience, similar and and it's and it's really bef- it's really my my ass cheeks have barely touched the seat when I precipitous. <laughs> mm-hmm. when I feel like we're about to learn something really incredible right now that I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is, what yeah, makes it bad? Yeah. So so you have you've had two children. Yeah. Let's talk about the first birth. Yeah. How how was like how was the the entire you know, labor or the entire pregnancy. Like yeah. what was the, what was the process like? Um, yeah. So g- pregnancy in general was pretty standard. Um, like it took us a little while to conceive, um, but you know, like eight months. So it wasn't, it was kind of getting to the point where we were like, oh, maybe there's a problem, but in the end it just kind of, we figured our cycles and, uh, it was fine. And, you know, I had a little bit of morning sickness and stuff, but other than that, it was pretty good. Like I wasn't too, like put out or anything like I was just kind of going about my usual stuff. Uh, and I know that, um, and, and I don't know if this pertains or not, but I know that you, you also had or have endometriosis mm-hmm. and yeah. did you go, th- you went through surgery for that? Yeah, that was about three years before I got pregnant. So it probably helped. I didn't specifically do it, mm-hmm. um, to get pregnant. I wasn't, you know, having any fertility issues at the time. <laughs> Um, but that kind of was a consideration at the time. Like maybe that's why it's taking so long or maybe that's why my cycles are a little bit, my cycles were just really long and I think we were kind of shooting at the wrong date. I think. Right. Yeah. So once we actually had like ovulation kids, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, and then we were able to. Because, because endometriosis surgery can sometimes, mm. um, prevent someone from, from, uh, becoming pregnant right usually it helps oh um, it does okay yeah okay. yeah I think and a lot of times yeah you have um oh, i see i see like it's blocking your tubes up so they can kind of get and kind of flush those tubes out mm. so um yeah so it's possible that it kind of helped if i hadn't had that we would have had a little bit more right okay. problems but mainly it was just you know i was having daily pain um before mm. i had the surgery and it was just you know i had this implant on my ovary and it was just you know constant right um and it ended up being probably 10 months before I could actually get the surgery done just because it was, you know, just waiting for specialists and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, once I got the surgery, it was like, as soon as the pain from the actual procedure wore off, I was like, I don't have pain anymore. <laughs> like yeah, it was right. like, it was, it was such a relief. Um, and I've been pretty good since then. Like, I mean, being pregnant helps because um, you don't, you're not having those periods. You're not having those right. implants and stuff come back. Um but yeah, it's been about ten years now, and it's been relatively okay. Good, okay, yeah. so so about eight years ago, you have your first pregnancy, mm-hmm. and it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, maybe let's like fast forward right to like the like like you're about to pop. Baby's been in there for a good nine months. Yeah, assuming. Yep. And your water breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where were you? And like, and, and what was your? What do you know, Jared? I feel like you know so I much. Don't, I don't really know too much. I, it's this isn't the one that that I'm I'm nervous about. It's, how, it's the second pregnancy that I'm more nervous about. Wait. So As the question bad. was was how precipitous was the first labor? <laughs> yeah, Is that what yeah. you're asking? I mean, basically, <laughs> your your water breaks and like at, at what's the what's the process then? Yeah. So. So we had had, um, so this was when we got pregnant, it was right around the time when the IWK switched from, uh, in-person classes to this online course. And I don't know what this, what it's like now, but it was absolutely awful. Um, like we used to, we had to sit in front of a computer and we'd both both be like sitting reading and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Go to the next slide. And then it wouldn't work. And then, so. So wait, what are these yeah, courses? Yeah. It's like, uh, is it still this, like, it's, I don't know. We haven't done it. So when were you doing it? Cause we're Kyla's six going like coming up to six months pregnant. Holy shit. So would you do it <laughs> by then? I think, yeah, it might've been, we might've started a little a little bit earlier than that, but then when we did the in-person classes, it was around that time. Dude, this probably. is a total mystery. What are the I'm, like, I'm like, am I missing something? Just, like, just like, to learn about you're going to be a mother soon, and stuff like, here's like how yeah. this is going to be right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, is it about like huh. the actual like here is how this might possibly potentially go down? Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> just kind of like teaching about like the birth process and kind of how it's probably going to be. And there's like stages of birth and there, you know, there's, you have your contractions and then they get closer together and then you have your transition phase and your active phase and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was garbage. Uh, so, but we did end up, they had, um, there was these two doulas that were doing in-person classes, uh, and they were really, really good. And unfortunately it was a couple hundred bucks. Um, but we were there with, like five or six other couples and they just kind of went over everything and they had all specialists in and everything. So it's very much like, you know, we were all first time parents. Uh, and it was like, you know, it's not, don't expect it to be fast. Like don't rush into the hospital as soon as you start having contractions. Um, and they even say like, if your water breaks, that's not necessarily like you have to go right now. Mm -hmm. Um, like it can be up to 24 hours before things actually get going after your water breaks. Cause it's really about your contractions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, your water can break and like, you know, after 24 hours, I think they kind of say like, okay, go in because you start having risk of infection and stuff, but that's it's so good still, to know. yeah, it's still not like go time necessarily. Because like the from, water breaking is like the amniotic fluid mm-hmm. coming through the cervix. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like wow. every, every movie that I've ever seen, it's like the water, <clears throat> breaks and like that's like the gun goes yeah. off and it's like the race has fucking started you need the baby bag yeah, right. packed by the door yeah, yeah. i mean you it's need a good to, dramatic you, need, you know yeah. you need like weeks yeah, in catalyst. advance you need to be pre-driving that route to like make sure you know exactly right. where, how where to get you, to the hospital it it's happened. like a bank heist bed. yeah you were in bed yeah okay yeah. um fun fact that i learned not that long ago which i totally blew my mind speaking of amniotic fluid mm-hmm. that amniotic the 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 the, the the urine and the amniotic fluid flow in a cycle for the baby. And because it's a closed system that is completely sterile, the baby is just drinking the amniotic fluid, peeing it out back into the womb, and then it's just just a constant cycle. Like one of those fountains that like the (laughs) continuous wow. That blew my fucking mind. I was Yeah, when we do prenatal testing, we do the amniotic fluid. Um 
and because the baby's like constantly, you know, peeing it out and um, it's full of <laughs> cells from like the urethral tract and stuff. And that's where we, that's what we're actually able to test when we do genetic wow. testing on the baby. Is we how, spin it down and there's like a <laughs> bunch of cells at the bottom and yeah. the farther along they are, the bigger, the more cells there are. Yeah. Makes me want to gag. <laughs> I love yeah, how you said one of those fountains. <laughs> all fountains. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck oh, was that? When you were. said one of those fountains, I pictured the baby peeing <laughs> oh, into yeah, the fountain yeah. and then it like, yeah, I thought right. you were specifically talking oh, yeah. about the baby like peeing fountain. Yeah, yeah, pissing in. And yeah. just re- recycling the piss. So you're in bed, water breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I take it you don't really waste much time. You're, you're well, I mean, that's the thing. They say, you know, it's if your water breaks, it's not necessarily go time. And, you know, you should expect, like, it's going to be at least a day of contractions. And don't go too early or they'll send you home. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, so uh, basically... I had nothing like no, I mean, I was having a few Braxton Hicks contractions, they call them. So it's basically just you have a contraction and then nothing happens. Um, So I had a few of those, but nothing like gearing up or anything. And I went to bed and normal. I think I woke up around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I just kind of felt this like it was like a balloon popping in my stomach. (laughs) Like, and I mean, it wasn't violent or anything. It was just like, oh, that doesn't seem right. And Mm. I had just enough time to kind of run to the bathroom. And sit down and then, you know, kind of lost all this fluid into the toilet. Um, and it was kind of, you know, like bloody and like a little bit green. Right. And I was like, mm, this doesn't seem good. But then they say, you know, if your water breaks, you don't necessarily need to go. So I'm like, do I, do I not? And then I kind of felt okay. So then I was like downstairs on my laptop, like Googling, like, do I go to hospital now? <laughs> um, <right>. <laughs> and like my partner's <laughs> up going like, I don't, do you think we should go? And I'm like, I don't, do you think we should go? <laughs> like, oh um, and then, you know, and then another thing, come, another like kind of contraction comes again. I run to the toilet. I constantly have this like need to kind of go to the toilet, lose more fluid. Um, Is it a sensation of like needing to piss? Like what's the, what is it? Like, like kind of like a bowel movement. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's, I don't think that's what like normal contractions feel like, but because I was so far along and I didn't realize it, I think I kind of had, you know, the head was kind of pushing down Holy on. Yeah. Whoa. So I didn't realize at the time I was just like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. When you, when like, you said that it was, it was kind of like a, a mix of, did you say like blood and green? Green. Yeah. Is that um like when you, when your water usually breaks, um is it, is it clear? Usually, like water um, I mean, breaking, like or is it like a bunch of different fluids? I think and the stuff? blood's pretty normal because you do have kind of the placenta in there, and it's starting to kind of come away. And okay, you just got a lot of like junk. That's I just always pictured yeah. it as being like yeah. clear water, like your that's water because, broke. It's because <laughs> they call it water when yeah. it's not. Yeah, amniotic fluid right. looks like pee basically. Like when we get it in a tube. It, it looks when like your bloody piss breaks is what we should be saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 When your bloody, yeah. bl- bloody placenta when the piss baby. breaks, it's almost yeah. time to give birth. So, and then the it's reason... a lot more in the mouth, but when your recycled <laughs> baby urine, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that it was green would turn out that uh, my son had actually um, gone to the bathroom, like in the sack, which is not that uncommon with birth. Okay. Um, and so that first kind of poop that they have is called a meconium and it's kind of like right. black tarry greenish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've heard it's that not that uncommon, it. but it's yeah. also kind of like, okay, let's kind of, you usually want to, you don't want that hanging out in you. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And yeah. You kind of want to get them out of there. Like as yeah. soon as does possible. That have, does that have to be, I mean, I know it's not the same as somebody who's eating, you know, solid food or even yeah. milk, like because it's all coming through the, the umbilical cord, but 
is that something that they need to they need to like do a cleanup on? No. It's it, just, it basically it just it come, finds its way out. Yeah. Right. It all kind of comes out in the end. Yeah. Right. But they, yeah. you know, if I hadn't been in active labor, they would probably consider after a certain point inducing because it is an infection risk. Mm. Um, like totally. If, if yeah. they're just sitting there and breathing it in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of had that. And finally we were like, okay, let's go. Like, it feels like this is it. Um, so we lived pretty much across the street from the IWK at the time. Oh, and the sweet. IWK, for folks who don't know, is the Children's Hospital here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around forever. It's got an amazing reputation. It's a really it's, it's the reason I live here. Like we mm-hmm. moved to Nova Scotia because the IWK was here. So yeah, it's a great, great Children's Hospital. Yeah, it's kind of so. half children, half maternity. Yeah, or, yeah. They're, they're trying not to use. Uh, Matern- maternal language and stuff anymore, you know, because they use a lot of like women's health. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, right. And they they haven't quite figured out what sort of, you know, I think reproductive health and stuff is kind of more what they're going yeah, for yeah, because yeah. it's a little more inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, it's still women's health. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like uh, also the place where you give birth. Um, yeah. So we were basically across the street. So my children refuse to come out unless it is pouring rain. Uh, so, you know, we put on our coats and we go out and we've got our little bag and we waddle across the street. Um, and cause I worked there, we were able to kind of sneak in the back and I used my pass and went up and we managed to get almost to admitting. Uh, and then again, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. So I ran in the closest bathroom was like the guy's bathroom. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going in. Um, and you know, my partner's kind of just kind of sitting outside the stall, like, are you okay? (laughs) And I think someone came in to like, to check like what's going on in there. Like, are they okay in there? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think they're fine. Um, and I did, you know, that kind of passed. So then I did manage to get to admitting. Um, and I remember the, the lady there was all kind of like, Oh, are we experienced a bit of labor today? And I was just like, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit. And then immediately again, it was like bathroom. (laughs) Like I didn't even I didn't even answer her. I was just like bathroom. So yeah. my partner was like giving them their ma- my name and stuff. And I heard like this nurse was like knocking on the door and going, "That's not a bowel movement. That's the baby's head. Like you need to come out now." Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they like rush me up. Then they did. They have this little. It's the early labor assessment unit. They kind of do this check super super quick. They're like ten centimeters dilated. You're ready to go. Um, so they rush me over to the birth unit. Uh, and I think from there it was about forty five minutes. Um, maybe less. I know like my doctor somehow managed to get there. Uh, my doula managed to get there, but like just in time. Um, but it was fast. Um, so all in all, like the entire process of the, of the labor was what, two hours? Yeah. I think it was a little less than two hours. Wow. Can I ask a question about how babies work? Um, (laughs) this is for sure dumb and yeah, but anyway, I I have to ask anyway. Totally expect. I don't understand how babies so like when they're they're coming out head first usually sometimes well like i ideally i guess they come out head first Mm -hmm. and they're not breathing air Mm -hmm. at that time and then all of a sudden they come into the world and then they're breathing air what are they like they don't have an oxygen mask like Mm -hmm. (laughs) on when they're what how do they breathe when they're the umbilical cord yeah it's all through the umbilical cord. so they're breathing are they breathing through the umbilical cord until the cord is cut or when they come out to the, much, does yeah, that when, just when like they come out? Yeah. I mean like, but like, I guess kind of both. How? Really, like, <laughs> dude, 
I don't know, man. But how is, does your heart beat? Is that a dumb <laughs> question? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's. A, I mean, it's, it's not, not. It's not nearly as dumb as me f- thinking not yeah. knowing that sperm's in the balls. So, like <laughs> that is. Yeah, I, that's I, I literally yeah. said that. That's insane. Recently, yeah. yep. um, <laughs> as a joke. But you know, it was a joke. I was trying to be funny. No, you weren't. No, totally trying to be funny. <laughs> you were gaslighting us and going, you guys don't know. You're so dumb. And we were like, really? Wait, I mean, my, my, no. my assumption would be what? Like the baby's breathing through the umbilical cord comes out of the, comes out of the body. And then, and then it's like, well, I can now use my mouth and yeah. my lungs. I think and my there's face. something about coming out into the external world that it <gasps> yeah. comes online. Yeah. Like yeah. it'd be interesting to kind of speak to like a doula or someone who's yeah. like, like mm-hmm. really familiar with that sort of thing. Letters at sickboypodcast.com. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there who knows. I imagine that they're that, kind of I, I like how Ripley knows. How Ripley similar knows. Oh, yeah. is He's it? He's also an obstetrician, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. How similar is it to um Tom Cruise being in a fighter jet cockpit, mm-hmm. mask on? Hitting the eject button, probably the flying same. into the air, and then Basically. pulling the mask off. One hundred percent. As soon as the you exact yeah, same. As soon bad. as you started down that road, I thought this is this makes a lot. Could of be this. a really good explanation. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is, so a two hour a, a two hour labor. That's uh, like it. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it was fast. So I didn't have time for any sort of pain relief like the epidural takes oh, some geez, time wow. like you know they need to get someone in and put it in your back and i mean i don't I've what's the deal it, so i wouldn't know oh they right because you're there's a point where you're where they're like you're too far I along think it just, now it takes time to you they have to get the anesthesiologist in and they have to you know put it in mm. and it needs time to kind of circulate um, that's my mm. fear or not my fear it's kyla's fear mm. but my fear for her mm-hmm. that that in the case where they're saying hey you know if your water breaks you don't need to necessarily go to the hospital right away. Yeah. I know for sure that we will be the people yeah. that are at the hospital yeah. like in 10 seconds because the, I, there's, there's like a baby driver because there's a window where they, where you can miss the window of where you, mm-hmm. when you can get an epidural. Mm-hmm. And I think I know that Kyla's like very not cool with that. Mm-hmm. Missing that window. Yeah. She wants yeah. to I be, would be the same way. She yeah. wants to be very firmly within yeah. that window. The fact that you didn't get any of that, what was the like uh, what how what was the pain? Was it all too quick to even like really assess? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was painful. The thing with birth, I think, is that something about the hormones and stuff, it just like I remember it. I remember what happened. But trying to think back, like, how did it feel? Yeah. I have a really hard time, like, I like I don't. I don't think like it just I mean, it doesn't let so you remember it. Up on adrenaline yeah. and like yeah. it's, like I can't imagine yeah. how mm. how yeah. And I was especially always, two hours like that's just yeah. Like, bam, 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 and bam, even bam. like you know when you kind of make your birth plan and stuff, you know we had we had a doula and she came and talked to us and said you know here are some of your different options and stuff. Um, and one of the things they kind of say is like you know what is your thoughts on medication because some people are very much like no 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 I need a natural birth no yeah. matter what, um, and that doesn't always work for people mm-hmm. um yeah. and then there's a people on the other end and you know they absolutely want it and that doesn't always work you know so mm-hmm. it's always kind of like what right. are you and i was just kind of you know like i'm gonna wait and see like i don't really know i've never been through this before so and yeah. i didn't have the option anyway so now did they tell you or like at the time did you know what a precipitous labor was and mm. or or were they like you you just had a precipitous labor um actually i don't think i heard the actual word until uh, I was pregnant with my daughter and my doula actually suggested there's a Facebook group, um, like precipitous labor awareness. And that was, the, I think that was the first time actually. Okay. And did she tell you like, that? Because she was like, it seems like you had a precipitous labor yeah, last time. Yeah. You might want to get like, yeah, it was, get up to snuff yeah. on the, on the lingo. Yeah. 
So right. when when they tell you that that the first one was precipitous, is is there a risk that like oh the first time it was this way the mm-hmm. set the next time it could be you know because it was that way yeah. the first time it I could mean, be more I think risky the, the second general time? consensus is that the second one always comes faster. Okay. Um, which is nice if you had a really long labor the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually the second one will come faster. And right. that's kind of, you know, what you read in the books and stuff. I don't know that anyone ever kind of warned me about it. It was something that was just sort of, this is something we're kind of aware of and we're going to mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye out on, um, that it will probably come faster than the first. <laughs> so why why is it bad if it's fast? Um, yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, I mean, obviously there was like the pain. Um, I was on some nitrous there's like a gas you can take um and i don't remember it doing too much but if you look at all the pictures of me i'm kind of like so like i think right. it, <laughs> i think it did help a little bit right um so yeah there was like the pain and then just kind of the shock like i remember afterwards everything was good they kind of pulled him out sucked out his nose because of the meconium and stuff um mm. put him on my chest uh and you know, it was all good and he was fine and he was, you know, he never had any problems, but I remember just sitting there like, what the hell just happened? happened? Mm, Like I wasn't, you know, I was expecting there to be more time to kind of wrap your head around it. And it was just like, okay, here's baby. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it was just so, and so, and I don't want to say like, it wasn't traumatic, but it was definitely an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Mm. lot to go through and a lot, and you know, people hear, oh yeah, I was in two hours and they're like, oh, that's so awesome for you. Mm. And it's like, well, it's it's not like it, it was still the whole process. It was just condensed down mm, into yeah. a little tiny amount. So mm. like, like watching a movie on fat and like on like like three X fast forward. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Oh, wow. It really happened. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think I retained much of that. Yeah. I want I wanted to ask you when you mentioned that that you didn't think it was like traumatic per se, but it was obviously this big experience. And um um a couple minutes ago when you asked about pain. Yeah. Um I was wondering if like if the reason if one of the reasons why it might be challenging to like really like really embody and remember the pain mm-hmm. that like the pain was undoubtedly there obviously like you know you, you experienced yeah. it um and I'm wondering that if if something doesn't if something doesn't end up being like traumatic in the way that it like really embeds itself into your brain in that like trauma like mm-hmm. way um, that it's just like when I think about when I got hit by a car, I'm like, oh, I remember being broken and like, I remember it hurt, but I can't really like, yeah, I can't like put myself in yeah. that position. Your of brain kind of switches off a little bit. I yeah. Think. It's like, because yeah. I, th- I think it's almost, it almost feels cause I'm trying to do it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be like, what did that feel like? Mm-hmm. But really all I can think about is how nice I feel sitting mm-hmm. in this chair. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's almost like my, my brain is going you don't have to go there. Yeah. Like, one one thing that's one thing that's interesting about trauma though is that um it's funny because I was uh at therapy this week. I was talking to I should say right before before you yeah. say that that if that was ended up being truly traumatic for me, I feel like I would be able to get really into that pain which would probably be a problem for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's um it's interesting how sh- trauma shows up in your life though. Um, because I was thinking of, so this thing that I was talking about at therapy this past week, I was talking about, I have this like really, I have a lot of anxiety around gift giving at Christmas time. And I, I, two things that I hate are surprises and gift giving and receiving. Surprises in what way? Like, 
like having a surprise. You didn't expect this gift that I am giving you, and oh, and then you hate yeah. it. Like you, yeah. It's it's you um, it. it's uh, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just not the, it's, just the act yeah. of the surprise. Like yeah. like if I get if, if if for example, like Christmas morning, I call Brian. I was like, hey, Brian, Merry Christmas. I got you a gift, but you need to be in Dartmouth at 3 p.m., no later. Yes. Like, yeah. And specifically surprises where I don't, it's surprises specifically for me around scheduling because I have anxiety around scheduling. So that's besides the point. The point is, is I had this, um, I have this like anxiety around gift giving at Christmas time. And I don't like receiving it because I, I like when somebody's watching me get a gift, I want them, I like, I, appreciate it on a really deep level, but I feel like uh, self-conscious about the way that I show that because I want them to know how much it means to me. But so I was wondering like, where does this come from? Like, why do I feel this way? It's not, I can think about it and go rationally, this is stupid. And I fully understand that. But for some reason I have this feeling that I'm just feeling about gift giving. And so in doing this work with my therapist and talking through a bunch of things, I realized that it stems back from this like childhood experience of having parents who are divorced, um, having spending Christmases where um, there wasn't a lot of family time and connection. Gift giving was sort of this thing that was like done because, you know, it's Christmas time. So we give gifts, but there's not a lot of meaning and time spent around uh, like being there with, with each other. And which is something that's really important for me. So if you would have asked me if not or like getting Christmas presents, you know, 10 years ago was traumatic for me. I would say, no, fuck no. Like it was not like I, it was great to know that somebody cared about me and got me a present, but the way that it shows up in my life now in a way that I never would have, like if, if I didn't go to therapy and talk to my therapist about this thing, I would have just said, I fucking hate presents. Like I hate Christmas. And I probably would have said, you know why? Because I think that we're obsessed with materialism and like, you know, it's crazy that we have to buy gifts for people so that they think that, you know, we are thinking about them or that this is, is a meaningful experience or whatever. Um, but really for me, what it's rooted in is this experience of like feeling like gifts were just given supplementary to like spending time or, or like, you know, yeah, like time spent with loved ones. So the way that like all of this is to say is that, Trauma shows up in your life in in unexpected ways and ways that sometimes don't necessarily, you know, alter your life in a way that is like, you know, like severely hard to to cope with or or deal with, but it shows up in ways that it influences the way that you react and respond to situations. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think about, you know, how something as as small as getting gifts like that can actually show up down the road. Does that resonate with you in any way? Jen, in in the experience of your first labor leading up into the the second pregnancy, um, not really because uh, like I never really had a whole lot of anxiety about it. Like I was aware right. that it was probably going to be faster, but um, I did a lot of research, kind of like uh, how to deliver uh, my own baby, <laughs> um, because I knew we barely made it the first time. So I'm like, there is a good chance that. I might not make it this time. Um, and that didn't give you anxiety? 
I mean, probably. Yeah, I'm so anxious right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and we I, didn't is, even get to the second. This is me. Yeah. yeah, this is me looking back on it, knowing everything went fine. Yes, so right, right. There, right. yes, there was probably some anxiety, but I guess kind of how I dealt with that was I am going to make sure I am prepared. Yeah. For this eventuality, and I, a, a lot of people were kind of like, "Oh no, no, you'll be fine." Um, I was like, no, I'm going to prepare and make sure. And it's like, I think especially my partner, he was like, didn't even want to think about it. Yeah. Like, he was just like, no, 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 it'll be good. We'll make it. It'll be great. We live across the street. It's fine. Um, but I was like very much, you know, making sure I was prepared. And yeah. I had a little kit prepared with like blankets and stuff. So I could, you know, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so let's talk about that. For okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, same thing. Um, pregnancy was pretty normal. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, same thing. So, I think um, I didn't mention with my first. Uh, I was you know like three days away from my due date. Um, so I was very very similar kind of you know last sort of week. Uh, I went in to see my uh, obstetrician. Um, just kind of around that time, you start kind of having weekly checks just to kind of see how things are going. Yeah. Um, and she said, you know, why don't we just do a little quick check because we knew that you kind of went fast last time. Um, she did a check and she said, oh, you're actually, you're three to four centimeters dilated. So this could be today. Um, so yeah, like, so she's like, you know, obviously nothing's happening right now. So just, you know, do whatever you feel like you want to do. And yeah. I felt fine. So, you know, I went to work, um, and but ran, I was kind of ran 10k, did yeah, a bunch yeah, of jumping you know. jacks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of walking around like a little bit, trying to you know, kind of doing like a little bit of like yoga and stuff, kind of being like, well, maybe I can kind of push this along. And you know, if I have it at work, it's probably good because I'm at the IWK now. So right. yeah, that's ide- like that's like ideal. Yeah, ideal. Yeah. So I was like, if I have it now, it'd actually be better. Um, the rest although, of the day off. <laughs> yeah. Now that I know how it went, I think that would have been really traumatizing for my coworkers. So I'm totally. glad that it didn't happen at work. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Monday I took Tuesday off at home, just, you know, kind of working out fine. But like, you know, I wasn't, I was having a couple contractions here and there, but nothing serious. Wednesday I was in work again, kind of just, you know, waiting Thursday, what, Friday. What's it like working at the IWK and being like, like, moments away yeah. like is i mean just just like the like is everybody like you're in the place and it's coming yeah. like is it like, you know what i mean is there a is there a, a lot sense of, us, of i think a lot of us kind of probably worked longer than we might have otherwise because we were just you know in the place where we were and you know if i go now it's fine like whereas if we had worked somewhere different we might have just kind of stayed home um yeah like you would have stopped working earlier yeah you mean yeah yeah but i mean like i was on desk work so you know basically i was just kind of sitting at my desk all day and then i'd you know take a couple walks around to try and get things moving and um but yeah no everyone was just kind of waiting it just seems like, <laughs> like it just seems like that such a i don't know like a a cool place to be. A co- I mean, if you're pregnant, it's like the place to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is where we got yeah, I mean, it. Seems like where like I the place that people go, uh, are you in the right Yeah, office? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you yeah. want to be on this this floor. Yeah. 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 Well, it is kind of weird doing like prenatal samples while you're pregnant. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a little bit strange, like looking at amniotic fluid and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I didn't, you know, it kind of felt like, okay, this is probably it, but I wasn't really feeling anything. Um, worked on, worked all day Friday. Saturday, we kind of just hung out. It was like, it was May. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, nothing. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like anything was happening. And, um, but it was the same thing. It was like three in the morning. 
pouring rain outside. Uh, I kind of woke up and I didn't really feel like the like the popping sensation, but I felt like like a big kick almost. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hmm, that feels weird. And then I kind of started feeling the pain. So I kind of, you know, rushed over to the bathroom. And again, it was like, like I have to go to the bathroom type of thing. Like, um, and it was almost immediately, you know, I kind of started having contractions and I was like, okay, no, this is something's up happening. So yeah. I called my doula and she was like, yeah, you should definitely go to the hospital. Um, and I like woke up my partner. Um, but I was, you know, I was just kind of like, it was just painful. I was like almost like stuck on the toilet. I couldn't even get up this time. Like oh. I was just kind of stuck there. I was like, this is so painful. And she was saying like, yeah, go to the, go to the hospital. But I was like, I don't think I can get up. Like, I don't think I can stand at this point. Like this is so, there's so much pain and it's coming so fast. Um, and then I started kind of feeling the head coming Whoa. <laughs> as I was sitting, sitting on the toilet, of course. Wow. Um, so I was like texting my doula, like, <laughs> I think the head's coming. She's like, call 911. So my partner calls 911. Um, and basically I have like one big, I just have this urge to push, right? You just get this urge. Um, and all of a sudden the head's out. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, fuck. So I'm sitting on the toilet and there's a head. <laughs> wow. And my partner, he was, you know, standing out in the doorway and he's talking to the 911 dispatcher and he's watching this. And I remember I just I asked him the other day and there's I was like, head. yeah, I mean, like, because to me, I couldn't really see anything. So I was like, I, I didn't I never even thought, like, what was that? I would have liked to have a picture of like what that was like from your perspective. Cause you I mean, probably can't even see like, you not can't really see. like, I can't like just kind of the way that come out. Like yeah. I can't really, I can feel it, but I can't really see. So, so he's like, Oh no, it's like a purple Ramona head. Like that's all like, he, he's like, he's a very, he's a British kind of stiff upper lip type of guy. Very like no nonsense type of thing. So he's like, you know, it's just a head. Um, it's but then here. he started doing this, like this, like this motion, like, like come 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 and I was like I, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean so he's like panicking um and I'm just all I'm thinking is like I'm not gonna have this baby in the toilet but once so, this head's out like can you, are you able to move push it back all? in like, push it back in <laughs> yeah, can you push it back in like you can't like, it's not like you can get up and start walking around with the yeah. head out well I mean at that point well, yeah. there was kind of like a bit of a lull in the contractions um so no I was like I'm not having this kid in the toilet so I kind of like held the hand with the wow. head with one hand oh and God. somehow kind of waddled over to the bedroom where, you know, I had this emergency kit and he had started laying down the blankets and the waterproof sheets and stuff. Um, but how do you not squish the head? I have no <laughs> idea. How do you not squish that? You just I just, I was kind of holding yeah, it. Yeah. You walk like you're like, like yeah. you're straddling a horse. Yeah. yeah. Basically. I mean, the head's not that big. You're pregnant. There's there's God, I guess I just don't see the space being available. Yeah. Yeah, you got the space. Yeah, yeah. totally. You just don't want to bonk that baby off the like the, you guys you are know, so chill. Yeah. You guys are so like chill about it. I mean, looking back at it, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, chill on the inside right now. I'm totally freaking yeah. out. I mean, I wrote about it like because I, I went back and read it because you know, a couple days after, like I wrote it all down just to kind of have it. And sure, even yeah. then I was like, somehow. I made it to the bathroom, like I, to the bedroom. Like even then, I didn't know. Like yeah. it, it was just kind of like instinct. Like this isn't happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I'm not being the person that had the bathroom, the baby in the toilet. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that there was happens. like a bit of a lull. I was able to kind of like get myself situated, and you know, partners kind of on the phone talking. Um, 
And so I was just like, okay, I think this is going to be it. So I had one more contraction and then the rest of the baby kind of came out. And well, was anybody else there at that point? Was no. that, did you no. make that well, sound? Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. So wait, going back to our very accurate analogy of Tom Cruise being in the cockpit, Super. I'm really confused about the baby's head being out is, is still the baby through the tube. still yeah. breathing through yeah. the tube? Yeah, still I think has at that the point she's, she wasn't breathing. And, and like not crying at this point? No. Okay. Why can't they cry? <laughs> Dude, I what? think they're still, they're still getting the oxygen from the... Everything's just closed up. Cord, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> when do they open their mouths and start breathing through it's their mouth? Usually when they come out, out. Yeah. Okay. But... So as soon as their arms are free, then they're like... <sighs> Yeah, now, right. when the baby came out, was yeah. it like was it breathing? I don't know. Was was um, there was there? I mean, because you know, you're giving birth on your bed at home, so on like the floor. on the floor, Jesus. <laughs> so so, you know, at this point, paramedics aren't there. Mm-hmm. Your doula's not there. Mm-hmm. It's just you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, when the baby comes out, what do you do? Like, like yeah. is is nine one one? Like, okay. Go get some scissors and Mm -hmm. and snip that thing. and Yeah, so they were kind of talking us through it a little bit. um, But, like, part of preparing this kit and everything was that, you know, they kind of say what to do. So I'd had this, you know, big sort of point form list, like, this is what you do. Um, So then I could kind of look over at it. And so I kind of had a general idea. And basically, you just kind of guide them out. Like they say, like, don't tug on them or anything. You just kind of, they're coming out naturally. So you just kind of help them out. Um, and so I just sort of pulled her up and one of the things like, um, it's really, really common for the umbilical cord to be wrapped around the neck. Mm. Sure. Um, and like it's because they're not breathing, um, it's not usually a huge problem. Um, and mm. usually, it's, you know, it's just super loose. Oh. So she kind of had a, you know, and it's the umbilical cord is really, really long. Um, oh. so when they're that big and they're moving around and stuff like it's so really So the common. issue would be, would it be blood flow? On the arteries, that's an issue with the umbilical cord? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, but I, like, I know it's really common, and like, unless it's super, super tight, it's usually right. not a problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and that was one of the things they said, like, if the cord's wrapped around the neck, just kind of loop it around the head. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did. Crazy. As long as there's no, like, kink, like a garden yeah. hose. I think that's Long-term. more of a problem if there's, like, a knot yeah. Like, yeah. in the cord. I think that's more of an issue. Yeah. Um, Holy fuck. But, it's actually yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, again, because... Kyla's pregnant right now, and mm-hmm. I'm and I I go to bed thinking. Dude, about you got to get that kit together, man. Yeah, you do. I really do. I go <laughs> yeah. I go to bed thinking about this shit like every night. That's crazy. And, uh, and I'm and I'm like, the baby's just like floating around in there, and they're in there for so long. And how do they not they get all so tangled up? And yeah. <laughs> I fall asleep. <laughs> must be I've, so hot. I fall asleep watching uh, like video game YouTube, and uh, that's what I'm thinking about before I go to bed. Same, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That you're living that life right think now. about uh, being a yeah. father. Um, I'm trying to, to get my shit together. Did uh, the did did you have to um, uh, deliver the placenta too? Um, that came later. Okay, um, so that's cool to like stay tucked in, yeah, in there it, for a bit. It takes a little while for it to come out. Usually, baby comes out and they cut the cord or whatever, and then the placenta is like a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, basically, so I. I Looped the umbilical cord. I was actually really like, like really glad that I had read that because I think I would have freaked out a little bit seeing the cord around the neck. But because I knew it wasn't that big of a deal, like I didn't freak out or anything. Now, what was the what was the like if you were to say the last one was two hours, right? Like what would mm-hmm. you say is the 
the time stamp on the birth, how long was it? God, it was like 20 minutes maybe. Whoa. <laughs> From when I woke up to her coming out, yeah. Was That's, yeah, okay. It was, now, yeah. I, when I read that, I was like, that's got to be some kind of record. <laughs> Jen's got to be setting records, in, in, in maybe in Canada, maybe in the world. And? So I looked it up. This is wild. You ready for this? This is a uh, this is a article uh, from a news outlet in the UK. There's got to be a margin of error here between, like when, sure, of like when sure, labor sure, sure, sure. But officially yeah, starts. You- essentially, what this says here. Uh, I'll read the first paragraph. Becoming a mother is a very special feeling for those who want to embrace motherhood, but the labor pain experienced uh, by people who experience birth while delivering a baby is considered as one of the most unbearable pain in the world. It, it, is, it is being said that the labor pain is equal to the breaking of many bones together. Jeez. Uh, however, a UK woman did not experience this pain as she delivered a baby in just 27 seconds. Is being wow. hailed as the world's fastest delivery of a human baby. Um, in just one push, Sophie Bug has given birth to her daughter in 27 seconds at home in Baskingstoke, Hampshire. Baskingstoke. Uh, she was 38 weeks pregnant. According to media reports, she went to the toilet in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. In less than a minute later, she was having her baby. Her husband, Chris, was in, at the home, uh, and the baby fell directly into his lap. 27 wow. seconds. But yeah. I mean... Yeah. This sounds almost exactly Pretty, yeah. like what you were going through. Like, is there yeah. something? Is there? Are they? Is there any? What's? Is, is there something that is inherently negative about about having a other than being, you know, not having any medical mm-hmm. attention immediately available to you? Is there? Is there something that's like, you know, we'd we really want to avoid. Uh, like a really fast birth like that? Or is it just kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, it just happens really fast and that's just sometimes the way the cookie crumbles? I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll, we can, we'll go into kind of like how she got into the NICU and stuff and how they mm. sort of talked about how that happened and how it may have been related or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, sp- I mean, aside from, you know, issues with the cord and stuff, like... Right. I, I suppose, like, even just a quick Google search here, mm-hmm. you have, like, I mean, risks that would be associated probably with any kind of birth, but the fact that you're not... The fact that you're doing this maybe at home or in a taxi mm-hmm. cab or at the fucking Walmart bathroom, like, yeah. wherever it may be, uh, if there's, like, heavy bleeding or hemorrhaging from the vagina mm-hmm. or uterus, that's an issue, Yeah. right? If you're not in the hospital... Yeah, if you don't have your, you if, don't you don't have have, the, if you don't have medical attention, that's or yeah. access to medical attention, like immediately tearing or, mm-hmm. or lacerations to the cervix, or cervix or vaginal tissue, uh, vaginal tissue, uh, lacerations to the perineum, vaginal. which is the area between the vaginal opening when, and the anus, when, shock after birth, all those things. When so. you, um, I have two questions that maybe we don't know the answers to, but when you call nine one one and you live across the street from the hospital. My first question is: If you call nine one one and you're you're in labor, did they do just paramedics? Yeah, they're the, like, we got a dispatch like, coming, but they're coming from Anaganish. You got to wait three <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean, and I just I just said just paramedics. I don't mean just paramedics, but I mean like, is there a a person who comes who is has a specialization in um, delivering babies, or do paramedics have that training? I think, yeah, um, there was a lot of, I think they sent two ambulances for some reason. Um, and there was, 
it seemed like there was like 18 people once they actually came up. <laughs> um, it, there wasn't, but... Um, Bumping into each other. Oh, my God. It just, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it was just... What are you Do- here for? Doctor? Doctor? Yeah. Doctor? And it Doctor. kind of seemed like, you know, like, they have the training, but they don't see it that often. So there was kind of, right. like, a senior guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen, like, two of these. Um, yeah. But the rest of them are not super familiar with right. it. Right. Um, but, yeah, there, there wasn't, like, an obstetrician or anything that came. Yeah, I, I could imagine that they would just... Uh, uh, 911 would call the dispatcher would call uh, an OB and just like be like hey can you just walk across the street because yeah, there's yeah, uh, I mean, like delivery happening no, right there <laughs> <laughs> favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You did say Nick U. So what um, what happened to her um, after after you gave birth and and I guess the the paramedics mm-hmm. showed up? Um, yeah, she was pretty good. So as I was giving birth, I could kind of hear the sirens, so I knew that they were coming, um, and I kind of just lifted her up and she kind of gave me this look like her eyes are open and she wasn't crying or anything but she looked at me and she kind of gave me this look of like what's going on winked at you like nice one (laughs) (laughs) no it was just like what is happening and i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and you know she seemed to be breathing um like not crying but you know so i was kind of like rubbing her back and rubbing her face and they say to try and breastfeed as soon as possible so i'm like hauling my shirt up and so I'm basically like fully naked at this point. Like, yeah. um, like I've got her on my chest and then paramedics start coming up and the doula Man. comes up and I guess the doula had to let them in to the apartment because they couldn't figure out how to get in. Of course. I would 100% be fully naked if I was giving birth. Sometimes I take like really aggressive, uh, I have really aggressive bowel movements. What and were you, I have What were you going to say there though? Shit. <laughs> yeah. And I take my clothes off when I'm doing that because yeah. I'm like, this just feels more comfortable feels good, yeah. when sometimes, I'm naked. Sometimes so if I was delivering hot. a baby, I would first for sure, yeah, fully be naked. fully Why the naked. Fuck, would you want any clothes on you anyway? You'd be, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like what? The, I like, just kind of like I had. I mean, obviously yeah. the pants come off because for sure, yeah, yeah. but yeah. and then the bra just was Why still the fuck on. Why wear anything else? It's like, there's yeah, a baby so, coming at you. This yeah. is the most like primal. <laughs> yeah. Usually fucking... in the hospital, usually you've got like a Johnny shirt on and stuff, but yeah, there's not usually a lot of Oh, you got to get rid of that. Like, just like, just I wonder if you're allowed to decline the, the no. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. For sure you are. Would you like get, a Johnny? I want to no. be looking exactly like my baby coming into this world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Butt ass naked. Same, same. Yeah. Um, sorry, so so yeah. the, the paramedics, uh, they, they finally get led in by the doula. Yeah, so they come up um, and... That was one thing. So before they came up, uh, the 911 dispatcher was telling my partner, um, is there something you can tie the cord off with? And he was like, what? So he's looking around. He's like, I have a phone charger. <laughs> and <Whoa. laughs> and he's like, no, 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 like a shoelace or something. So he's looking around and he's like, I, I don't. So he's like, yeah, phone charger's fine. So he ties off the cord with this oh my God. phone charger. Wait, tie it off. So you cut it and then you have to tie something around yeah, it. We to don't like, cut it because right? um, right. they don't want you to cut okay. it with like non-sterile scissors, I guess. Right, so they okay. just want you to tie oh, so it you to, tie it to stop okay. some of the blood from right. coming out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's tied off with this phone charger. 
Um, and then they, they come up and, you know, they're able to kind of check me out and check the baby out and they cut the cord and, um, you know, leave shit everywhere all over my room, like old scalpels and stuff, which we get, we get to find, you know, when we come back. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Actually, (laughs) they're like, that's not our fucking job. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of like a scalpel laying around. Like we moved like two years later and I found a scalpel like under one of the, uh, yeah, I was like, great, great, great. Cool, 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 cool. I've got a bunch of pictures here, actually, which I put in my baby book as I would do. Hold on, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, just, like I wanted to kind of. I mean, have this it. is yeah, this yeah. is great. Like oh, yeah. my mom just sent me because uh, I, I was asking her when I yeah. got diagnosed with CF, and she like she made a baby book and had all this stuff. She was like, she yeah. Yeah. Exactly cool. So yeah, so you can see like kind of the paramedics, like uh, whoa, yeah, just kind wow. of all around, and I kind of blocked out the. Uh, all on the side over here. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking at photos here, and you can see uh, Jen inside their their room. I, I love the I love the censored like yeah yeah oh yeah it was full like, on like oh, yeah I didn't even notice Who I didn't even that? notice Who that, that oh no I did that I, oh, you well, did that for I mean yourself. this is this is like my uh, baby yeah but I wasn't like, sure like if it was, like you sent this to like you know. Like Michaels, and they're like, "We're gonna." Have <laughs> no, to, no, no. We're just gonna. Put, I was like, "Cause I'm fully splayed, like yeah, cord yeah. coming out." Like, I think my mom also has ADHD because she started a baby book for me, and it's like <laughs> the stop, first two pages are filled yeah. out, and then the yeah. rest of it's empty. Yeah. So um, wow. Yeah. She's so so and then they Look kind of so they're ready to. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna take you to the hospital." Um, they're like, "Get the Kanga kit." I was like, okay. And it's kind of like this little like foam. I don't know. You can kind of see it there. Um, so they wrap her up in this kind of like foam it's with like, like a, a, a little Bjorn. cap. Yeah, almost. like It's almost like, you know, if you're going to do sparring. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, they like kind of wrap her up all in that to take her into this. Huh. So she's like in this little burrito. Um, <laughs> and then I'm... So they're trying to get me up. So someone hands me some pants, which is nice. Um, <laughs> but I've still... So the placenta is still in. Um, the cord is coming out. So the cord's kind of just hanging on the edge of my pants. Um, and where we live, so we're on the 12th floor of this apartment. It's a two story apartment with kind of like a spiral staircase. So they have no way to get a stretcher up there. So I get to like walk down this spiral staircase with this cord hanging out of my pants, holding the baby. Meanwhile, I'm starting to have contractions to get the placenta out. So every every now and then I'm stopping and like, just like, Oh geez. Um, like what's, that is that like it's a second mini I birth? I think so. Yeah, and like, like I said, I that never. Thing's fucking big. I yeah. know. I know. I've never really huge because that's the thing. Like I think part of the reason why this happened was that I never can feel my contractions. Um, so I'm not 100 percent sure what a contraction really feels like when you're right. not kind of in active labor. But I think it's basically kind of similar. Amazing. Um, yeah, because they're like, okay, next thing's coming out, and it's big. I think. There might be. It's like, oh, two, they're, it's like two they're like the yeah. size of that fucking screen. It's like yeah. a big, yeah. it's like a massive steak. Gi- yeah. A giant frisbee. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's like one of the steaks that when you go to a steakhouse, they're yeah, like, if you can eat all of this, it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We saw yeah. Collins in his freezer the other day. It yeah, was it was huge. Cool, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, they have it at their house? Yeah. It's in the freezer. Deep frozen. Yeah. Oh my God, I'd love it's to in see an it. Air t- airlock bag. Yeah. So, um, so they, you know, I come down the spiral stairs and then there's no one there with the stretcher. So they kind of take me to the elevator and we go down the elevator. 
Um, and then when we get down there, there's like another paramedic staying there. He's like, well, he just went up with the stretcher. So then we're down. So he's calling up saying like, okay, could you bring the stretcher down here? So then they're coming down with the stretcher. And I'm just like, oh, and then we pass the baby around and then, and then the baby's pushing the stretcher. But they finally get me into the ambulance and then they actually, so they give you this um, Pitocin, which just kind of gets things moving and kind of gets the placenta. It helps you get the placenta out. And just immediately I was like, pants off. Sense coming out, so yeah. I think that I, I'm sure this this kid was like traumatized. I just you know basically Whoa. shoot this placenta out in his face, like um, that's hilarious. But yeah, I was just like, no, it's done, and I'm still holding the baby yeah. in my hands. Um, At what point does does the do things start to kind of turn, and and the like mm-hmm. the Nick you get involved? Yeah, so I mean everything was really good for a while um so they brought me into the birth unit and they looked her over everything was fine I was fine um you know we kind of had our little time where she kind of sat on my chest and they checked her out and they said everything was good and she you know she breastfed a little bit and I even gave her to my partner went and had a shower and and they moved us to the family newborn unit which is just you know you have your birth unit and birth in the birth unit then you move to your family newborn unit where you right. can stay for a couple days um, and pretty much as soon as we got into that unit, um, they came and said like, okay, we're going to do a little more of a thorough check on her. And as soon as this kind of more senior nurse looked at her, she was like, oh no, no, no. Um, and she said, you know, did her face look that blue before? And I mean, she had a bit of a bruise on her forehead from kind of like coming out. Um, but I did know, like now that I looked down, I was like, oh no, like her, like her lips were blue. Mm. Like not, not like it didn't look, it was kind of like, you know, like, oh yeah, she does kind of look like a little blue. Like it wasn't like, oh my God. Um, Mm -hmm. but she didn't, she didn't like it. And I was kind of like, yeah, you're right. She looks a little purple. Um, so they kind of like, you know, they took her from me and they were putting the oxygen thing. I think they put on their foot. Um, and they, they didn't like the oxygen, uh, stats. Uh, so they kind of tried that a couple times and then they were like, no, we got to get, so then they, they kind of rush her down to the nurse's station and they get her into this warmer. And, um, so yeah, like at this point, like the doula's there, my partner's there. So we kind of rush down. She helps me like down with the, uh, with my IV pole and everything. We rush down, uh, and they're kind of looking at her in this and they just really don't like, and they're, they, they do some other tests, um, you know, more confirmatory tests and, you know, they really don't like kind of what her oxygen Mm. stats are like. When they're blue, is that a, is that a Billy baby? Is that what they call it? Um, I mean, it can be, um, but for her, it was more just that she wasn't getting enough oxygen to her tissues. Um, that is similar. Um, uh, when they have jaundice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Different color. More like yellow. Yeah. 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 It's something crazy. Like, 30% 30% of babies have jaundice or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah, it it's really because common, of their, yeah. it's because of the bilirubin the though? The bilirubin, yeah. It builds up. You should know this stuff, Taylor. I, I, it's, it's, sure. there's, there, there, some of that stuff is stored in the corner of my yeah, brain. These are things I think about before I go to sleep at night. So, <laughs> just, yeah. These are things that you're know. thinking about? There's something I know off sense. the top of my head. That makes sense. <laughs> I was just waiting for the moment in this episode where I could drop the word Billy Rubin. Pretend like I know what I'm talking about. They were worried she would have jaundice after this, but she ended up being good which was which was nice but um 
yeah, so they kind of ended up just, you know, they're calling, you know, they're calling this doctor and they're calling this RT. And um, so, yeah, it's getting kind of serious. Um, and they, you know, took a bunch of blood from her heel because they wanted to do, you know, CBCs and blood gas and everything. Um, what are you like during this? Because I can imagine how, I mean, anything short of no issues is yeah. is yeah. is causing yeah. some pretty serious yeah. I mean uh, I think at first I was anxiety. just kind of like I need to know like what's happening um and like as a medical professional like I think I'm a little bit more like you know tell me what you were thinking kind of mm-hmm. thing right. um but so they got the incubator up and then they like rushed her down in this incubator um down to the NICU and it was around that point like so we got into the NICU um and she's kind of in the incubator and they're kind of saying, you know, like she's obviously her oxygen's low. We're not hundred percent sure why. Um, but you know, we're going to be doing all these tests and she's kind of in the incubator. And at this point with my son, you know, I was in the family newborn unit and it was crazy, but like everything was done and yeah. he was sitting on my chest and nursing and everything. And like, you know, we we're just kind of having this nice chill time. And then I've, you know, it was just kind of like, now she's in this incubator. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to hold her. Mm. Uh, and that was the point where I just kind of like started crying. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, cause I was like, I, I'd like, I'm not gonna be able to hold my baby after all that. Mm. Um, but luckily it was only like, you know, a little bit after that they were like, okay, I think she's good enough that she can come out of the incubator and they were able to kind of put her on her chest and stuff. So yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was distressing. I mean, like, yeah. for sure. you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And so she made a full recovery. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, it was like a little blip in the. Yeah. 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 So basically um, what they found was that she had really high hemoglobin. Um, and that was basically stealing the oxygen from all of her tissues. Whoa. Um, so they were just able to, they put her on kind of oxygen, um, a couple and some like IV fluids and stuff and hooked her all up to different machines and stuff like that. Um, and that just kind of, helped all that and yeah. kind of she kind of cleared mm. it um and one of the so the doctors the only thing they were really able to say was oh we think the cord wasn't cut soon enough and she got too much blood from the cord um huh. but i mean i yeah i have a hard time with that because a lot of people they will do delayed cord clamping and it's kind of like yeah more of like a natural mm. birth type thing but um it's becoming more common where they will just after the baby is born, they'll let the all the blood kind of flow out of the placenta into the baby before they cut the cord. Whoa. And that's becoming quite common. So it seems weird to me that she would have all these problems from that when mm. a lot of people do that. And yeah. it's, it's supposed to be better for them. On right. my evidence-based mm-hmm. reading that you think is so funny, Brian. <laughs> um, I can't funny. remember what it was. I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what the uh, what the... I think it maybe had been tied to like success with breastfeeding possibly that there was like some link with like mm-hmm. delayed cord cutting and, and breastfeeding success or something along those lines. But I remember them saying from an evidence-based perspective, it was kind of like whichever way you go doesn't really matter. Yeah. Totally like your choice from the data. It seems like it's the, 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 the benefits are sort of equal and opposite on both sides. Yeah. Do you ever seems- wonder if it was like the phone cord 
that wasn't tied tight enough or something. I don't know because like it just seems to me like usually they'll let all of the blood run into the right. Into the baby, yeah, yeah. So like, was it, like, was it it's the, obviously um, not a problem with any of these studies or anything. So right. yeah. like I'm just wondering if you know maybe it's just one of these things that you know stuff happens and we don't know why and it was just really easy to, for them to be like, well, this thing happened before, so we'll just assume yeah, right. that it yeah. followed along and um. Probably. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. like we might we might just never know because I mean after that she was fine and she got discharged and we were able to kind of hang out in the regular unit for about a day and then we were able to go home. But um, how did the whole experience uh, affect you? Did, did yeah? How did it affect you? Um, like I said, like I never found it like super traumatic. It was a lot. Um, it was exhausting, but I mean. Because everything kind of turned out okay and she was fine. Like, I mean, I think there was a little bit of worry in the early days, just kind of like, like, oh, like, is she okay? Like, how long was the cord wrapped around her neck? Like, it, when I got up and was holding her head, like, did that cause any problems? Like, mm -hmm. so I was a little bit stressed out in kind of the early days, but I think pretty quickly, like, it's it was pretty obvious that she was fine and normal. So it just kind of became like... A story that yeah. I told. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, and a story to tell your daughter, yeah. you know. And, yeah. yeah. And what a wild really experience. A wild experience. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a wild experience. I've never, like, I, I've never really, like, thought too much about my own, like, what was it like when I was born? Because obviously I can't remember that. I was thinking the same and thing. And I've never sure. really, yeah. you know, I've never, like, really asked my mom too much about that. And yeah. so I don't really know. But She'd probably be very happy to tell you how much pain she was in. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and now that I'm, and now that I'm, that I'm about to have a kid, I'm like, that seems crazy. Like, I feel like the, as soon as, as soon as my daughter is, is capable of even half understanding what the fuck goes on when somebody gives birth, then I'll be like, let me tell you. Yeah. It was fucked. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you plan on having a kid someday, you're going to be that dad that like <laughs> your daughter's going to, or yeah, your daughter's going to just like, you know, she's 18. She's going to go, dad, I know I've heard this a thousand times. Yeah. Like, no, I keep the asking them, like, yeah. do, do you guys remember? Do you remember any of this? And they're like, no. They're like, no. <laughs> Even my, like, my son, like, he he was in the be next bedroom, and we never saw him. So I don't know if he just slept through the whole thing, or if at one oh, point he, yeah. he like... One, one paramedic <laughs> right. was left, and he was like... Uh, 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 yeah, well, no, my, my dad did show up eventually and watched him when we went to the hospital. Yeah. But, like, I just have this this image of him, like, opening the door and just going, nope. It's, like, fast, slow, somewhere in between... Birth is fucking crazy, no matter what yeah. way you yeah. slice it. Yeah. I I don't think even the most the most like simple and smooth births are not crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're all crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean it's They're your own beautiful. experience too. So, you know, like it doesn't really matter like kind of like what other people's experience are like. It's like your experience is yours and yeah. it's yeah. Brian, do you want to be in the room? I would, I would 100% be in the room. <laughs> you can come if Kyle, if Kyle will let you, you can come. I feel like I wouldn't, wouldn't make Here, like how the top. You? I wouldn't be able to. I, I, if, if I, I was, content for the podcast. Oh though. man, I would, they would need, a, they'd need a doctor there for you. For me. Yeah. <laughs> I asked my dad if he wanted to be and he's like, nope, just call me when it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call me when it's done, dude. I'll, I'll I will. I will. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Instagrams. Uh, it's a badass birth giver. You whenever send, I send, whenever I send them, I don't think you guys watch them. I don't. I am. I, really I am. Don't. I will 100% be there when Kyla gives birth. I will, and 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 I don't and I don't anticipate it bothering me in any way, shape, or form. Oh, man. Because 
It's they just they just won't. But the the badass birth giver videos that you send, there's something about watching somebody that I have no clue who they are, <laughs> no idea anything about their lives whatsoever. Watching them give birth is is a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think the thing that I and listen, I don't actually like watch these as like 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 pops and pop. Brian's on the, Brian's them. on the badass birth giver infinite scroll. <laughs> Brian watches those like I watch pimple popping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse, but uh, the the thing the thing that I find um, fascinating about it is like it is it is truly the I don't I don't look at it and go whoa that's so beautiful but like the experience of no, creating it's, it's life mayhem I but like the experience of creating life is beautiful and so i see that even though i when i watch the video i'm like whoa that's super intense i also do see i'm like whoa this is crazy that you know all of us were born in some way yeah like this yet it is really it is a really like stigmatized and and sort of taboo thing to Mm -hmm. you know show or watch it like people are like oh that's fucking crazy that you watch it but like we were all conceived and born it's like At watching point, the villain. Is, it's kind of like watching the villain in Dragon Ball Z evolve into into their new form. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what, what, what was the villain in Dragon Ball Z? Uh, oh, fuck. The one what that's the one that's like, ah, this is not my final form. <laughs> and then they, they just keep evolving. Into what a was new the shape. villain's name? It was a Z. Remember. Do you remember? You're asking the wrong guy. Oh, you never watched Dragon Ball Z? I was. I wasn't. Do you watch up. Dragon Ball Z? Not really. No. <sighs> Well, uh, <laughs> might have to do some editing there. Jen, this has been fascinating. What a, what it like, just, I mean, birth is fascinating in general, but um, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here. I think you set a record in Canada. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to sure, don yeah. you the Canadian record holder mm-hmm. of labor. Um, and Frieza. Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, thank you. Thanks for, first of all, thanks for coming into the studio. Love it that yes. we have yeah. people in the yeah. studio yeah. now um, to, to tell us about your your very fascinating um, experience with giving birth, not only once, but twice, two precipitous labors. Uh, we get double bang for our buck today. Uh, thank you. This has been really fun. <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. Woo. That was quite the conversation. Precipitous labor. God almighty. Definitely something that um, I hope I never have to bear witness to. But holy, does Jen not sound like a person who handled that like an absolute champ? Not once, but fucking twice. Come on. I hope you enjoyed that, folks. We had a lot of fun with Jen here at the studio. And uh, we're going to be back again with another episode on Wednesday and another episode on Friday. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's what we're all about. And if you like the show, if you like the episodes, uh, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Letters at sickboypodcast.com. Tell us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. And of course, if you want to be on the show yourself, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact and fill out the future guest form there. Thanks for your support. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Thanks for listening wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or a review. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, leave a rating on the mobile app. And uh, who knows, if you're listening on any other kind of podcast platform, see if there's a way to give the podcast a rating. We love to see and hear your thoughts. 
Sick Boy Podcast is brought to you by myself, Jeremy Saunders, uh, Taylor McGilvery, and a one Brian Stever. Sound design is from Donovan, the CPAP Morgan. The podcast is managed by Jeffrey Lonis, and the theme music comes from Take Part. Hope you enjoyed it, folks. Thank you so much. That is it for this week. My name is Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.